So just as a couple of caveats before we get started, um, the title might have been slightly misleading, or the picture with the title might have been slightly misleading, um, what we're not going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about American history. We're not going to analyze constitutional law. Despite the fact that both of these things and the, those two things together may be fascinating, uh, I somehow don't think the Rosh Yeshiva would be particularly happy with me if we would spend the next uh, half an hour or so talking about that. that. That's for another class. So I, I once heard that Ramosha Tendler, Ramosha Tendler was son of Ramosha Feinstein. So in addition to being a, the son of Ramosha Feinstein, he was a tremendous Tom he was a professor in YU in biology and chemistry, I think. Yeah, very broad person. He also was the Rav of Shul. So I heard when he became the Rav of, I think first he was in Great Neck for a couple of years, and then he went to become a Rav in Muncie. So I don't remember where, when this was, but he once came, he came to his father-in-law, to Ramosh Feinstein, and he said, you know, to passing the Shilas, you know, whatever, I, with all my humility, I, I, I'm comfortable. You know, people will ask me, Eitzah, so you come with an Eitzah, fine. He said, but a Shabbos morning drasha? <laughs> How am I going to do that? Like, I've been sitting learning yeshiva, what am I supposed to do? So Ramesh said, no problem. Go out, go out, buy yourself a set of medrash, and, open, you know, over the course of the week, open up medrash, and you'll, that, that'll help you. So he said, why medrash? So Ramesh said, because no one understands what's going on in medrash, so you have a chance to, like, you know, say something new no one's ever heard before. So, so in, in, in that spirit, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the med, We'll start with the medrash. I was thinking about this medrash. Um, it's always difficult to figure out what to talk about. Um... But the Medrash is in our parasha, but it's really a Medrash, Darshan and Pasuk, which we have become, unfortunately, exceedingly, exceedingly familiar with. The Medrash says as follows. So, I look up to the, the mountains. So the Medrash says, don't read it as Haharim. I look up to my parents. Those that teach me, those that made me. That's what it means, Esa Enai El Haharim. And then it says, Where's help going to come from? So, reading words into Yaakov Avinu in our parasha, as Yaakov is leaving his parents, so Yaakov says, Eliezer Rivka. When Eliezer goes at the at the request of Avram to go find Rivka as a wife for Yitzchak, Makasav. But what does it say about him? He came with a whole, with a, a lot of wealth with him. He took a lot with him. Vani says Yaakov. I got no jewelry here. How am I going to attract a girl here? I got nothing with me. That's Ma'ain Nebo Ezri. Then the Medrash says, Then Yaakov Avinu says, What, am I going to take away hope from, from a Baruch Hu? No, it's not that I have nothing. I've got everything. It's from Hashem. Maybe she goes on to Darshan Psukim. But maybe let's use our um, our Gemara terminology here. What was the Havamin in the Medrash? What was the Maskan? Let's chaz let's the Medrash one more time. Esa Enai El Harim. I look to my parents. I look to my Rebbeim. Me'ayin Yavazri. I got nothing. But I have everything. What was the Havamin? What was, what was the Maskan? What, what, what changed? That's, that's one question maybe we'll just start with. Another question, just going back, which many of the Farshim ask, Parsha opens up, 
Yaakov leaves Be'er Sheva, he goes to Haran. Problem is, he did that last week. He even did it twice, right? If you go in, in last week's parsha, Ba'yishloch Yitzchok es Yaakov Ba'yelech Padana Aram. Yitzchok sends him, and he goes Padana Aram. Padana Aram and Haran are the same place, or it's a city within. So, so he went there. And then again, Ba'yishma Yaakov es El Avi Be'elima. Yaakov listened to his parents. Ba'yelech Padana Aram. He went there. So, Tenach, maybe it's repetitive over there. But what do I need in this week's parasha? And if you need three times, why, why here? Another question, um, thank you to Rabbi Rafi Wolf for, um, in conversation yesterday, reminding me about this Rambam. It's just interesting, as an aside, the Rambam, at, um, at the end of certain areas, of, sections of halacha, the Rambam will throw in a curveball, and he'll throw in some, some piece of hashkafa there. Yes, then the end of Hilchus and the Eli, and in a number of places. The end here of Hilchus Chirus, renting, borrow. So the Rambam says, "Kederk Shemusar Balabais Shlo Yigzov Schar Ani." The Balabais, the boss, can't take away; must pay wages on time. Bloya Feiv Kacha Ani Musar Shlo Yigzov Melachas Balabais. So, too, as a worker, you can't steal from from the boss. And then the Rambam says, "Bechein Chayv Lava Bechol Kacha." You, you have a chiyot to work with all your might, whatever job you're doing. Now, this is not just a good Musr Shmuz, Rambam, he's passing a halacha. You're chayot to do this. Shere Yaakov at Tzadik Omar, because Yaakov in our parasha says to Rachel and Leah, Ki When he's trying to leave, he says, but you know I worked so hard, I gave it up my all for your, for your father. What's interesting is that the Rambam, I didn't do a search to figure out how many, but the Rambam refers to Yaakov Avinu multiple times. He never calls him Yaakov at Tzadik. But all of a sudden, right here, Yaakov Atzadik. What makes this the point that we're informed Yaakov Atzadik and, and nowhere else? Oh, Yosef Atzadik, we have all sorts of Tzadikim. But why, why is Yaakov Atzadik and why is, the, why is this the context that we're told about as Yaakov Atzadik? So the, the, these, are the types, these are the three questions I'd like to try and um, analyze. Number one, the Havamim and the Maskan and the Medrash. What happened? First, Yaakov says, "Yes, I ain't a harim. I look up to my parents. I look, I look up to my rebbeim. I've got nothing, but I've got everything. Like, what, what, what changed? Number two, why is it that Vayitza Yaakov Bereshav Harana? He now goes to Haran. He did that last week's parsha. And question number three, why in the Rambam in our parsha do we find a Yaakov Atzadik in this context? So, I'd like to share with you uh, a piece from the Dubna Magid. Dubna Magid, just to give context." was very chashuv. He was so chashuv that when the gra felt like getting musr, he would summon the Dubna Magid to give him musr. Just as a sense of who, of, of the, of who we're talking about. And in, in this farm, in the Dubna Magid, everything's a mashal. Whatever it is, it's a, it's a, it's a mashal. They, they once said to the Dubna Magid, why is everything you give a, a mashal? Why don't you just talk straight? So he said, I've got a mashal for that. I don't know what else, but okay. So, Dubna Magid gives a mashal, okay? Every mashal has to have, like, rich men, poor men, you know, a king, a horse, a fire, like, these are just, like, the, the basics, the ingredients of a, of a mashal. The Dubna Magid says, let's imagine you have a mashal of a well-to-do guy, and he wants to set his son up for life. So, what he does is, he invests. He says, "You want to start up? You want to, you want to have a startup? You want to have a retail store? Great! I'll, I'll, I'll fund the invest. I'll, I'll fund it." So 
Great, son, son's going along. Well, the problem is, son probably doesn't have any um, business. Uh, you know, <laughs> it would be like me running a business. You know, we can imagine how that would go. Uh, so he's not doing so well. So, in conversation with his father one day, he says to him, no, "Business is not doing so well. Can you, can, you, can you help me out or something?" So the father says to him, "What am I going to help you out for? I gave you, I gave you money. I invested. I set you up. Go." go. Father says, but, you know, just know, to be clear here, if you, if, if you fail, if you flop, if you have to declare bankruptcy, of course I'm there for you. I'm not abandoning you, but I'm, I'm, I'm setting you up. So, son keeps, son keeps going, business, and eventually, a fire breaks out in town. Fire starts to get close to son's business, son doesn't do anything. Now, we're not dealing, dealing with the... Uh, the insurance fraud issue of this, but let's leave that aside. And the house burns down. Store burns down. The whole warehouse, everything burns down. So they said, they say to the to the son, "What do you do?" So he said, "Now I get to go back home. Now my father gets to take care of me. Now that I have nothing, so my father, my father said, he'll take care of me." Calls man that it was that I was struggling. I was barely putting food on the table. So my father said, "You, you got to keep going." But if it burned down, if there's nothing there, so I'll, so I'll take care of you. Says the Dubna Magid. That's how I understand this medrash. That the the medrash starts off I look up, I look up to people who I feel comfortable with, who I respect, who guide me. I have my parents, I have Rebbe, my teachers, I have Madrachim, people who who set me up, and that's great. But ultimately, I need to get to a place where I push all that aside. I push all that aside. May I There's nothing else here. It's just me. And then once I'm in that point. Then I can get to the place of, well, since it's just me and I'm, I'm realistic with myself, then ultimately, Ezra means Hashem. Then it only comes from Hashem. Says the, says, says, says the Dibna Magid, that's the Havamin and the Maskan of the Medrash. It's not he, he, he changed his mind. Well, I thought I have nothing, then I realized I have everything. It's you have to go through that progression. You have to go through that progression of, I'm by myself, I, can't, I have these great mentors and people in my life who support me, who brought me to this place, who are offering but I ultimately I need to push that aside and 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 push myself towards Hashem. That's what I would call a declaration of independence. I need to become independent. I have great role models. I have great parents. I have great rebbeim. But I'm signing a declaration of independence. I'm I'm going to do this by myself. Part of signing that declaration of independence that we all have to sign is that to make a realization. I'm in the driver's seat. It's, it's, my, it's my decision. I'm not able to rely on anyone else. They're great. They're amazing. They're there for me. Maybe this also might explain the difference between last week's parasha and this week's parasha in terms of when Yaakov goes. In last week's parasha... When does it say Yaakov goes? By Yishloch Yitzchak as Yaakov, by Yelach Padan Aram. Yitzchak sends him, and Yaakov goes. Or later, by Yishma Yaakov el Avi Velima, Yaakov listens to his parents, by Yelach Padan Aram, and he goes. So why is Yaakov going? His parents told him to. His parents are holy tzaddikim, who wouldn't listen to them. All of a sudden, Parshva Yitze, by Yitze Yaakov Bershava, he goes by himself. A declaration of independence. I'm going because I want to go. The, the previous Declaration of Independence, the Magid's idea of independence, is uh, is a break. I have, to, I have to make a break sometimes from 
those those around me that care for me, that support me, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But sometimes the break, the declaration of independence, is not I'm not I'm casting you aside, I'm I'm gonna go at this on my own, but it's owning the decision for myself. I'm not doing this because you told me to do it, or simply because you told me to do it, or simply because that's what everyone else is doing. I'm doing it because I own the idea. Again, why, why does it say Yaakov left this time? Because Yaakov left. By Yitzhak Yaakov, he went to he, he went to Tukhara. The Rambam paskins essentially the idea of peer pressure. The Rambam writes, The natural tendency of people is to be drawn in both our thoughts and actions. We follow the people that are around us. The power of peer pressure is tremendous. Now there's a very positive element to that sometimes, a very negative element. We, we can all imagine the negative elements of peer pressure but there certainly are positives as well. If everyone in the yeshiva is doing X, whatever X is, so I want to do that also. If they're, they're coming early to, to Seder, they're davening extra, we're saying extra to them, so I want to be part of that. I want to connect to this. The peer pressure. That's a positive element of peer pressure. If I'm reliant on my rebbeim and the, the pressure of being around my rebbeim and the yeshiva says this, and the Rebbe says this, well, I, I, I want to fall in line, I, wa- I want to do what they're saying. Great, it pushes me. But at the same time, if I'm solely reliant in my decisions or in my growth on that, well, I haven't really actualized what I want to do. I think I was trying to look briefly. I couldn't find it. I think this is a this is in the sichos from Rav Yeruch and the Mashkiach and the Mir, and I think also from his Talmud appropriately, Ravobi. They say that the goal of the Rebbe Talmud relationship is to, and they, they really flush this out, is to come to realization when when my Rebbe is no longer around, I'm able to say what would he say, and I can confidently say what he would say. I've imbued so much of the hashkafa, the way to analyze situations, psakalacha, whatever it would be that I no longer need that support. We all need support, but in in every moment, I'm able to take it and to apply it myself. I don't need that prop up of the peer pressure of, of the, being in, in the constant presence of. And there can be consequences to people who are too supported. Um, in the world of parenting, they call it helicopter parenting. Just hovering over your kids at, at all times. So the Chasav Shalom, they shouldn't ever fall, they shouldn't ever make a mistake, they shouldn't put the block in the wrong place. But they never made a mistake. They never, they never got to learn. But personally, I know, I know someone who's been married for about 15 years. They do not come from an exceedingly wealthy family, but it's okay, an American, you know, five towns community. You know what that means. Um, and they have yet to... This is not a person or a couple that is dedicated to a color lifestyle but they have not been working because they're figuring it out still. They did a degree in economics, they did a degree in nursing, they did a degree in counseling, just like, you know, pick up degrees along the way because my father has the money for it, so why not? Till I find the right thing for me. So we could say they're finding themselves and that's, that's fine. 
But they're struggling in so many ways because they were never forced to make a decision. They never really signed that Declaration of Independence. Keep, keep going. Sometimes we, we need to do that. Sometimes we need to push out from the shadow of other people, from the influence of other people, either because what, what they're saying is, could, might have a negative or uh, impact on me, or their, their belief of what is right is antithetical to what I believe, or sometimes I just need to strike out to prove it that I can do it myself. We, we said that whenever we have shoes, we have to have a basketball, basketball reference. So I was trying to think, if we're talking about American history and constitutional law, it would be much harder to have a basketball <laughs> reference. So I, I was thinking, there's a, just to set the stage, I, I imagine most of us in this room um, were not following this live, but let's go back to 1980. Imagining some, most of us were not following this live. Um... Magic Johnson, we're not talking about the personality of Magic Johnson, we're talking about the player Magic Johnson, just to be clear. Um, Those know what I'm talking about. Magic Johnson was a rookie out of um, Detroit, uh, Michigan. So just to be, just to we're on the same page. When you're a rookie, so, you know, you're just starting out. He didn't even finish, do four years in college, I think he did two or three years in college. So he was, he was fresh, he was raw. Magic Johnson becomes starting point guard at the Lakers. Now, to be in L.A., starting point guard, that's like the first thing Yeshiva joined the rest of Yeshiva's year. He would, like, convert it over. You're like the star of the show. Now, just to, so we're all on the same page also. Point guards are what, if we any of us would play in the NBA, we would be, just because most of us are, one way or another, compared to NBA standards, vertically challenged. Um, that's where the little guys hang out in the back, in the back, not banging with the, those, those big guys, 300 pounds, 7 foot. So, Magic Johnson has a great season. Starting point guard, doing, doing really well. I don't remember, but he must have been the rookie of the year. And then you get to this, the playoffs. Great, the that the Lakers are, are, are working through. And then, then they get to the, the finals. So, they're playing Philadelphia. Dr. J, okay. So it's one of the famous moves of Dr. J is from that series. Another time. So, it just happened to be that Magic Johnson was not a one-man show. Magic Johnson had arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Happened to be on the same team as him. Worked out. So, they're playing Philadelphia. So, I think they were... It's a, game, it's a, it's a best of seven series, first of four games wins. And I think they, in game five, if I recall correctly, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was really the star of the Lakers, gets hurt. A leg injury or something. He's out. They ended up winning the game still, so now they're up 3-2. One more game, they win it all. Problem is, Kareem Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the the focus, the centerpiece of the whole Laker showtime, this was the start of showtime, is is out. And he was the center. Seven foot, big guy. So what do you do? Game six, Magic Johnson plays, plays center. Magic Johnson, the guy who plays on the outside, rookie, rookie season, plays play center. Which is wild, meaning if we would convert that into our terms. Sometimes, you know, you have a center goes out, so you have a power forward steps up. So that's like, you know, the Balshafris, Davin's Musa, Fangim Kibler. Okay, fine, he wasn't meant to do it, but like, you hear it. 
As opposed to the guy who like just showed up, he davens the ila. What is that? Who does that? Magic Johnson steps up. They win the game. Magic Johnson becomes MVP. MVP. That's the start of the Lakers' '80s dynasty of Showtime. Now, what, what's so great about that? That was Magic Johnson's signing of a Declaration of Independence. Because up until that point, Kozman, that Magic was playing with Kareem, so he had a Chakira here. Is Magic Johnson great because he plays with one of the greatest centers of all time? Or is he great independent of that? We don't know. What's enough Kamina? Kareem goes out. Kareem goes out. Magic signs his Declaration of Independence. Look at that. Sometimes you can sign a Declaration of Independence and look, I, 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 Magic Johnson became Magic Johnson. You have other times where it really um, flops. We could we could debate. You know, Yoko broke up. Yoko broke broke up the band. Is it is, is it some of this? Know what we're talking about here, yeah. right? Is is Imagine a better record than Abbey Road? Okay, we could debate. Sometimes it doesn't work out so well when 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 you go out on your own. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But you have to try. You have to sign the Declaration of Independence. Otherwise, you'll have no idea what potential there is. I think maybe. Lahavdil to compare Magic Johnson to you know, Yaakov, but <laughs> but I think maybe that's Pshat the Rambam. The Rambam told us ya- Yaakov is tzaddik. Because if you think about it, Yaakov till he moves into Lavan's house is a yeshiva bacher. Now he's a sixty-three-year-old yeshiva bacher. Okay, he's been in base medrash a long time. But how much real life experience does he have outside of the walls of base medrash? So he's been building himself for decades and decades and decades with the greatest rebellion possible. Avram, yeah, Yitzchak with, with shame and Aver. Tremendous. Okay, how do you prove that all that growth was actual, actually real? That you actualized it? So you go to a situation that's certainly far from the base medrash. You have the taiva of Mammon there. You just, you know, pocket a, few, you know, slip, pocket a little bit, cheat a little bit, skim a little bit off the top. Yaakov doesn't do any of that. That's the proof that Yaakov is tzaddik. Yaakov strikes out on his own, and 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 we're left with what the Raman calls Yaakov is tzaddik. Now we have to be very careful about this. Just to be clear, we're not advocating necessarily that a person goes out. Okay, who cares what the rabbis say? Let's let's move away from my parents. I'll just do it all on my own. Martin in um, Sanhedrin points out that that was one of David Melch's mistakes. We doubt every day that we don't want to come to a Nisayan. We don't want to be tested. Okay, so we have to figure out exactly how to do this. But just to point out, I think some of us mentioned this in the Parsha year a few weeks ago, but the Rambam writes in Hilchus Tshuva, Ezei Tshuva Gemura. What's the definition of real Tshuva? Full-fledged Tshuva. So the Rambam already told us the recipe of Tshuva. Charata, Kabbalah, I vidoy, I say I'm not going to do it, I, I commit to not doing it. Then the Rambam throws in something else. That wasn't full-fledged Tshuva yet. Full-fledged tshuva was, I have the same opportunity to violate this error, And I could. But I didn't simply because of tshuva. That's called tshuva gemurah. Hey, what the Ramam is really highlighting here is that in my tshuva process, for whatever particular avera um, I'm guilty of, I'd like, I'd like to move on. Move past. So, if I put myself in a situation which is a supportive environment, how likely am I to do that? If I <coughs> constantly in front, if, if, imagine if you were struggling with exavera, and you would have constant supervision with the rashiva, 
what's the likelihood we're going to get involved in that Avera again? Slim to none. Did you prove anything? Have you have you conquered it? Or you've created a very strong band-aid solution because I, I, there's no way that I'm, I'm going to do this. So great. You, sometimes we need an ATSA. Sometimes we need a band-aid solution. But how do I prove that I've, that I'm, I've moved beyond this? How do I prove that I'm, that I'm a different person, Nishacher? When you have that opportunity. When you strike it on your own, when you, ha- when you sign that Declaration of Independence. So I think that this is a, a very important idea that we have to keep in mind on a personal level and on a more broad level. What I mean by that is as follows. On a personal level, we don't know fully where we're at, what potential we've actualized simply by sitting in the walls of the base measures, simply in sitting in that supportive environment always. I need to have a way to go out a little bit. Part of that sometimes is a, is a declaration of independence from my parents. I need, I need to have, have the guts to say that. Sometimes I've got to say it. I'm signing a declaration of independence. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be beholden to this, to this anymore. I'm going to think a little bit differently. I'm going to try it on my own. I, 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 ah, you tell me it'll fail? Okay, so I, so I have to try Exactly. In, in, in which context exactly? Um, we always have to be, be cautious about that. No one should just try this at home. Okay, I'm going on my own. Don't listen to anyone. But, okay, let's talk about it on an individual basis. But the concept, I think, is a very important concept. And more broadly, nationally, this is Am Yisrael. The roots of Am Yisrael, Avram Avinu, Medr says, why is we called Avram Avinu? Okay, the, the, Avram Ivrim, sorry. So the, the, the famous interpretation of the Medrash is Avram Ivri because he's on one side, Avram Echad, and everyone's on another side. It's a declaration of independence. Avram's willing to do that. Avram's willing to strike out on his own. That's what Bilam recognizes also. Bilam, Bilam sees Kal Yisrael, and Bilam says, Hein am levadad yishkon. People, they sit by themselves. Does that mean we have to be isolationist policies, political theory? Okay, we're not, that's not what we're talking about either today. But just on a as a hashkafa, that we're willing to strike out on our own, that we're willing to be a little, dare to be a little bit different, that I'm willing to break the mold, to, to sign that Declaration of Independence, that's of, of, of significant importance on an individual level, and also really captures the character of what we're trying to do as we go forward, building Cloud Show for the future.